Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. Welcome back, Diane. Hey, Kyla. Okay, you guys, we might have the most fun title. No, it's definitely the most fun title. It might be the most fun title that it will ever exist on our podcast. Who knows? I think so. It's probably the most X-rated. Definitely. <laughs> We've now moved into a different level. You know, the podcast people, the brace, they rate you. We're moving into a different level today. This one's going to have a little E by it. For That's right. It. Exactly. Exactly. But we're, we're just going to continue rolling as we are our most authentic selves. There you go. So Tyan introduced me to a term today that I'd never heard, and it inspired me so much that I decided it needed to be the name of this podcast. I love this, and I have to say I got this off TikTok. Of course. So there you go. And it is called Fuck Around and Find Out. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. When I heard this, Kyla, I was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Let me learn more about this. And you will hear why this is the motto of Gen X. Ah, Gen X. So we know many of our listeners are from Gen X. Yes. And so as we start explaining what this is, we're going to tell you some stories and it's probably going to remind you of things that happened to you. Absolutely. Growing up in late 70s throughout the 80s. Yes. If you are a millennial or a Gen Z, you will probably hear these stories with horror because this might not have been your life. Exactly. But it's okay. So what does this mean in general? (laughs) <laughs> so fuck around and find out or f-u-f-o is a way of learning is to try it and see what happens and if something bad happens well you fucked around and you found out that was not a good idea and do we do this in our life today oof we tend to get really scared Yes. Yes. So we're going to go back to our childhood. Yes. And we're going to learn some lessons from our childhood. Right. That were instincts that we naturally had, by the way. Absolutely. That have been rooted out by our <laughs> fear brain and society. Yes. Parents who want to keep us safe, probably at some right. point down the road. And we're going to teach you how to look back at your childhood, those natural instincts, and use them as you transition more into life or career that you really want. I love this so much. And, you know, Kyla, we've talked before about strengths show up early in life. You can start to see little glimmers of these or curiosity. And so we want you to, we'll tap back into some of that. And because it really is uh, curiosity in the most charming way that sometimes works, sometimes doesn't, but it often teaches us a lot and we need to stay open throughout our lives. So we both thought of a couple stories that demonstrate this. And again, if you grew up in the late 70s, throughout the 80s, I mean, my parents sent my sister and I off for the day. They didn't know where we were. No. We literally were just told to come back by dinner. Yeah. Or dark. Dark dinner. Right. And they literally had no idea where we were. Right. We lived in the country, as I know you did. There was... Four kinds of poisonous snakes. There was scorpions. <laughs> there was all kinds of things. Poison and ivy, poison oak, yes. wild critters. Exactly. Yes. And my parents were like, shut, shut the, the fuck. Fuck. 
Yeah, we grew up on 16 acres that adjoined my um, stepfather's brother, so my uncle, on his acreage, which adjoined our the grandparents' acreage. So I spent many, many nights um, running through the fields, crawling through barbed wire, and playing in barns and haylofts with all kinds of rusty implements. No and tetanus shots. No, no, tetanus, <laughs> no tetanus at all. And I'm still fine. So, so you might have implemented the phrase fuck around and find out because you fucked around and then you found out (laughs) if there was consequences or you learned things right so we often went swimming we did not have swimming pools but what did we have in the country we had stock tanks sure right safe that was super safe and i remember one it had this old rickety like a little dock that somebody had built and i thought well this is going to be great we'll just run out there well the dock fell apart which is great like old boards and your leg goes through and then your leg gets all cut up and you're like that's nice and just as i was about to leap off the rotting dock into the water i look down and there's a big water moccasin out there and i just see i fucked around and i found out that was not a great stock tank to go swimming in maybe i should choose differently so you learn through experience i absolutely learned through experience yeah, yes. And yet we had some of those experiences as younger people that, again, over time kind of got rooted out. Yeah. Um, or in my case, got I, I fucked around and found out and then I decided I didn't want to do that again. Ooh, yeah. So for me, the story that I always think about is doing something I quote unquote was not supposed to be doing. Naturally. I have some I'm the oldest and I have some rule following tendencies. <laughs> And so I was told um, I was not supposed to be riding on a moped with a family friend. This sounds like so much fun already. Which I did. Of course you did. And we got into a wreck. Naturally. As you would on a moped. And there was blood. There was a lot of blood. (laughs) And we knew we would get in trouble if we came back with blood. Right. So we went to a neighbor's yard and hosed all the blood off of ourselves and off of the mopeds. (laughs) And we got back to the house and, I mean, years and years and years went by. I mean, I don't even know, 25 years before either of our mothers knew <laughs> that we had done this. But what I learned from that experience was there are things that people tell you not to do and th- there are consequences to them. Maybe you should listen to the rules. So I use that as a lens to be a rule follower even mm-hmm. more. I had some, again inclination to rule following but i continue to be a rule follower and that was so much of the reason that i was not willing to leave corporate america there was no rules for how to leave corporate america there wasn't a framework for how to create your own business and create financial stability and and put disparate things together Mm -hmm. in a in a new business and so It's interesting that even though we had some natural instincts to kind of figure things out, sometimes they could be used in the opposite way as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just to go back to the moped for a second, because what cracks me up is we had the kind of parents that you could come in bleeding and the response wouldn't be, oh, my gosh, you know what happened? Let's get you all patched up. It would be, what did you do? I told you not to be on the moped fill in expletive here, yes. pen. and so this is what you get for disobeying. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a feeling parents today would probably uh, flip that equation, right? But no, that's 
what would have happened to me as well. Um, yeah, it was just a different time. But it is interesting how, so you went into kind of this rule following thing. Um, I've always had a problem with authority. <laughs> so Kyle was the oldest, the oldest sister, and I was an only. So um, while we're alike in some ways, we have that. And yeah, so I think even if someone had told me, if you're going to do this, this is what's going to happen, I probably still would have pushed the boundary it, to figure that out. But, you know, it is interesting when you think about kind of getting stuck in a corporate mindset and then moving to our own businesses um, where we can tap back into, we'll just say, a, a curiosity to want to do things knowing that it's probably not going to be fatal. And how do we break out of some of these uh, fixed mindsets? Absolutely. And there are so many, despite the story that I told that, you know, created some habits and belief systems towards see what happens when you don't follow the rules. Mm -hmm. You know, I also had moments where I I learned things that I, I took with me to create the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so I remember so vividly my sister and I spending a lot of time creating these like make be believe magical world. Absolutely. And I think that is what I could draw on mm -hmm. when I started my business yeah. was that I'm creating. I mean, playing make believe was one of my sister and I's favorite things best, to do. Right. And you could create anything you wanted to. Right. And so I did lean on some of that thinking mm -hmm. that came from my childhood that was built in Italian mentioned growth uh, mindset versus fixed mindset. So when we're younger, we have a natural growth mindset right. to try right. things. But then some of that gets rooted out, societal beliefs and different things. And some of it is we become really good at something. Right. And our brain that is so wired for safety wants to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. And so we continue to to do that. But there are natural instincts that we can rely on that came from our younger selves that are still there. Right. So we're going to talk about how do you tap into that curiosity um, so that maybe you avoid moped accidents and water moccasin interactions. But how can we tap back into that curiosity and so that it can serve you in building the life that you want? Absolutely. Um, so what is a first step that we can use to go back to that that childhood mindset that was instinctually, I'm just going to try something and I'll see what happens. And yeah. huh, I did drive a moped with someone else and the weight <laughs> didn't work out. And here's <laughs> how we ended up crashing, right? right? So maybe in the future, I want to build some bridges between mm -hmm. the career that I have and the career that I want. Yeah. I also want to use some of that make-believe magic yeah. that I use as a child to right. create a vision for something that didn't exist that I can bring to fruition. Right. You know, we love that vision casting and we love those building bridges so you don't feel like you have to run off the end of the rickety dock. And just jump into the water. That's not what we want you to do. Um, but I was going to mention, Kyla, that, you know, our brains and this fixed and growth mindset, you know, our brains love patterns. Mm. And our brains are always trying to connect dots that don't necessarily need connecting, right? 
So our brains love stability and patterns. And I heard the other day, this is why your brain gets so excited when you hear a song you know. And for us now, we're in that age where um, my music plays on the grocery store Muzak track. <laughs> You're like, again, when did Motley Crue become classic rock? In the in the words of Bowling for Soup, one of my favorite bands. Um, so it is funny that that's why our brains light up. We're like, oh, I know this. I know this. So really what we need to do in a growth mindset is be open to what are the things I know and how can I continue to build on that rather than looking for safety in only staying in that one thing I know. So that would be like, I never listen to any new music at all. I'm stuck in 70s disco forever, which would be great if you're my husband. And and apparently your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so you can kind of think, okay, yes, this feels comfortable, but if I just ooched out of this a smidge, would that help me be one step closer to living the life I imagined. So perhaps to turn the page. Turning the page, hypothetically <laughs> speaking. Right, right. So love that. So if we're going to uh, build some bridges and we're going to use some of the things that were natural instincts and build upon everything that we already have, is there an exercise or a question that we can use to continue to Again, turn the page, use some of the things that are already in place mm -hmm. and develop some curiosity, that childlike curiosity. That when you mm -hmm. see the wonder in a child's face, when they're seeing something for the first time, yeah. uh, when they're I, I love listening to toddlers, they repeat things over and over and over. Right. Because yeah. and that it just seems so fun that right. they they're they're giddy in that in that um understanding that they they're able to say a word right and so think about the moments that you feel most alive yeah it is it is when we're evolving yeah and in fact that's one of the exercises that I give some of my clients is just to observe this this is such a great exercise for really any time we're trying to make a change in our life is first just observe what's happening and try to do it without judgment and so I took this from Marcus Buckingham, you know, you have a little index card or you can do it on your phone and just on one side, just jot down the things that are happening during your day that you like. That's it. You know, there's no judgment. You don't have to edit this. No one else is going to see it. Just, ju you know, jot down the things you like. And then over a period of time, you might start to discover patterns there. So if you, you know, maybe you like learning about something, maybe you like reading about something, maybe you, the best part of your week was talking to other people, whatever it is. Absolutely. The other thing that we have found really helps our brain not completely go berserk and explode is if we start to hold some safe space for what might happen. Ooh, okay, Kyla, this can be really scary for a lot of people. Absolutely. <laughs> Because our brains go for when we think what might happen, that tends to sound like what are all the bad things that could happen, right? Or or probably will happen. So what if we played that out? Okay, let's do it. So when I was beginning the transition from corporate America to my own business, okay, one of the reasons that I continued to push the timeline out, mm -hmm. I had a work back plan, I had a timeline, and I kept pushing it out farther and farther and farther is because the number that I decided inexplicably with based on nothing, 
that I needed to have enough safety to do this kept getting bigger and bigger as my mind told me, this might take longer than you think. You don't have enough savings. Oh, okay. So one of the things that I remember you recommended to me is to play out the worst case scenario. This is one of my favorite games ever, by the way. And what was so shocking is what I found out is that it will take a lot longer than my brain was lying and telling me uh, to get to the worst case scenario, which was really only that I'd have to borrow some money out of my very big 401k. (laughs) Okay, so let's think about it because uh, one of the writers that I like to follow is Martha Beck. She has or did have a column in Oprah's magazine. She was, you know, Dr. Martha Beck. And she calls this the bag lady syndrome. And what this is, is that our brain is so quick to go from, I need to stay comfortable, even if I don't like it, because if I make a change, somehow I'm going to lose all my skills, all my money, and I'm going to end up living in a, in a you know, pushing a shopping cart filled with cats, and I'm going to live under the bridge. In three months. It, right. <laughs> this is how it's going to play out. And it's funny. We laugh about it, but this is what our brains do. And so for you, Kylie, you were trying to leave corporate, build a bridge, and you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to have at least 50000 in savings. Well, forget that. I'm going to have to have 100000 Well, that's not even going to be close. I'm going to have to have a billion dollars in savings or else I can't make this transition. And that's just not the case. Um, again, don't leap off the bridge without a plan, but right. So if we went back to our childhood where we... What was it again? Fucked around and found out. Fucked around and found out. (laughs) Okay. So what if I had told my brain, we're going to give this a try. Let's do it. And maybe in six months, if it's not growing as fast as I thought it was, or I decided to pivot into a different area, Mm. I could do something else. (gasps) Imagine. So it's not all or nothing. It's not binary thinking. It's it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Stupid safety brains just often keep us where we are. And anytime we want to take a step toward something that is not familiar, our brains try and tell us you're going to die. Okay, so I think this is really important to know because I get asked this question all the time, you know, how did we do it? I mean, that's such a a key part of what we're trying to share with you. And I very much had in my brain, I wanted to leave the corporate world for all these reasons. And if it didn't work out, like I can go right back to there and get another one of those kinds of jobs. And so for me, the worst case thing that would have happened was I just went and got another corporate job. So you would have been back where you were initially. <laughs> so I just would have been right back where I was. Right. And if I'd never made a change, I would still be there. And this brings up something that Ty and I were just talking about earlier today, which is what is the real fear? If there's not a tiger chasing you, if yeah. you're not going to be a bag lady, it's because there's something we don't want to feel. Yeah. I don't want to feel like a loser, like a failure, like... Everyone's going to come out and say, I told you so. This was dumb. Um, you don't make good decisions. Right. And what we now know is that's just a thought. And here's the deal with thoughts. We can have negative ones and we can have positive ones, right? And we could decide to think something different. <laughs> you know, I'm not held hostage to my lizard brain, Kyla. And again, if we go back to childhood, mm. right? 
A lot of our thoughts in childhood are, I'm going to try this out and see what happens. What happens, right? So what if we use that lens Mm -hmm. as we begin to take a step closer, research a step, Mm -hmm. decide maybe a small a small thing we're going to try out, right? If we use that lens. Man, that would be good. Um, This just triggered a childhood thought that I remember I was about five and I had a bicycle. And I think it was one of those like first bikes I had without training wheels. Kind of excited. I don't know where this came to me, by the way. But I had a pin, like a stick pin. And something in me so much wanted to stick that pin in the bicycle tire. Of course. Why? Why does this happen, right? And I remember thinking, I wonder what will happen if I do this. Like vivid memory. And so I did it. And then guess what happened? My tire went flat. And I came out and I'm like, well, crap, that didn't work out the way I, I thought. I don't know what I thought would happen. But I just remember then thinking, okay, I need to not do that again. Like it wasn't the end of my five-year-old life. I just was like, oh, okay, well, I screwed that up. Exactly. And that's the only way we learn, Right. right? So here's your PSA announcement for today is do not stick pins in your bicycle tires. <laughs> but it wasn't the end of the world, right? Right, exactly. Or the time I decided I really liked the color purple for a period of time. It's about fifth grade. And then I decided, and we had food coloring at home. I think this was like after Easter or something. And so I took, no kidding, everything in the refrigerator and I colored it purple. <laughs> From the milk... To the sour cream, to the macaroni and cheese, the leftovers, all of it, Kyla. I colored it purple. Oh, my God. You know what I discovered is, for whatever reason, purple food does not taste nearly as good as food in its intended state. I think my mother opened the fridge and was like, what have you done? Yes. So I learned not to color the food purple. How else would you have learned if you hadn't tried? Purple such a lovely color. And we have learned so much in our businesses oh by my gosh. simply trying right, and then deciding this works, this doesn't work, I might add this next time. Right. So a couple things that we were talking about was, I mean, certainly when the pandemic first hit, there were a lot of things that we hadn't done. Maybe we weren't sure what even was the next step, but it was either try something or don't make any money. And I don't know about you, but I need to make money in my business. It's not just a hobby. (laughs) So why don't we talk about that? Some of those things that we were, you know, kind of, it felt like we were forced, but really it was a choice of what to do in the face of something needs to happen. Absolutely. And let's take even a step back and think about what we were thinking. Ah, okay. Right? Yeah. So I think the pandemic is such an interesting container for new thoughts that our society began to think. Absolutely. Right? So necessity is the mother of invention. I love that quote. And we saw so many inventions. In fact, I was telling Diane about Marco Polo today, which which I did not know about, but I'm going to get on it. And that's fun. I mean, TikTok, that's when it exploded was the pandemic. So both of us had to pivot our businesses. Right. And we had this container where, interestingly, a lot of society was trying new things. Yeah. So it's probably one of the only times in the world when everybody or seemingly everybody was having to do different things. Right. But we can continue to think those thoughts that we were thinking now. 
Right. Right. Yeah. A lot of us had epiphanies, awakenings during the pandemic, whether it was, I want to spend more time with family. I want to spend more time in my hobby. I remember going on walks so many. Right. We did so. We did family walks. Yes. Because you couldn't go anywhere. Exactly. We played more ping pong than my husband and I have ever in our whole life. Right. (laughs) So what were we thinking during that time? And we can continue to reuse those thoughts, right? Yeah. So for me, one of the things that I launched during the pandemic was my podcast, my first podcast. I love it. And I remember having the thought, I need to, I want to expand the sort of forum and exposure for my content. I have more to say. I've been doing videos for a long time, but I wanted them to be deeper topics that I could really uh, provide a lot more learning and education for my okay. community. And you were thinking that's a great time to do it. It's a great time. Things are, you know, slower in the world. Right. And so I'm going to do this. Simultaneously, my brain told me, you're going to die if you do a podcast. <laughs> you have no idea how to do a podcast. Ah. And so I went back to my, you know, we have, we ha- it's a new, it's a new space in the world. And I'm going to use some of those thoughts. So if I was going to use some of those thoughts, what might I reuse from my childhood mm. that I could take and figure out how to do this, right? Right. So one of the things, even as a, a younger person, I loved was connecting things. Right. I love to play uh, with rector sets and Aren't those puzzles. Fun? I love to kind of connect dots. And so, okay, who do I know that might know something about podcasting. What? You can actually lead into your your network and your resources. Exactly. And you guys, that's how we found who is now Tyann and I's podcast producer. Which is amazing. Leaned in, right? And then, okay, how would I figure out what kind of recording information? I mean, recording, yeah, both the, the hosting platform and, oh, I know, I'll ask the podcast producer. They might know something. They might know something. Okay, and then if I was going to go back to, oh, I don't know, spending my whole career as a writer, how did I communicate things? I used an outline. (laughs) (laughs) So I created an outline for several of these topics. And then one day I hit record and I started recording a podcast. And 50 episodes later, I have captured content that lives on and helps people. And it all started with, again, some of those childhood inclinations, yeah. right? What if I was curious? What if I connected dots? What if I tried something and right? let's see what happens? Oh, I love this. I love it so much. I'm going to start a second one with my dear friend and collaborator. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. There's so much in what you said, Kyla, I want to talk about. So the first is that I mean, you wanted to do this and you didn't know all the things, you know, and this is what we get from people who are interested in taking this journey. So like, I want to be where you are, but I don't know how to get there. It's like, you know what? We all just started with one step one day, hence the turn the page. So that's what we want to reinforce is that it's okay. And there's lots of resources out there for other people who do know. And, you know, frankly, at some point, we're going to go back and listen to our first podcast and we'll laugh and we'll be like, oh, my gosh, can you believe we had done that and did this? And we're like, it's fine. It's fine. So just we didn't you know, become badly. <laughs> no, not living in a, under the bridge unless you want to live under the bridge. And that's 
I used to say we're going to live in a van down by the river, uh, a la Chris Farley from SNL. Yes. And then van life became a yeah, thing. That's true. Yeah. So I have to put not hashtag van life, so but like. She was that now. Right. But you know, one of my favorite things to listen to, because you know, we're both learners. So I love to watch documentaries and listen to podcasts. So the podcast, How I Built This, mm-hmm. you know, I know you that. like it too. It's one of our favorites. And what always is so intriguing to me is that they talk to these people who we're looking at thinking they have it made, that they are, they have all of their stuff together, right? And they go back and they're talking about their journey and they're saying something like, well, you know, in 1995, we came, you know, one payroll away from the whole thing imploding and we had a product nobody liked and they, and they tell you all these things. And then I'm sitting there thinking, wait, I was using that thing <laughs> in that time or, you know, you were the company president. I mean, how could you not? And so it's just more like if everybody waited till everything was all sorted out, nobody would do anything. And it's fine. You know, we do some things. We're like, oh, well, that worked. And then we do some other things and think, oh, well, that didn't work. So that's fine. That's how we learn. Absolutely. And so did you learn some things during the pandemic that you tried that did it didn't work? <laughs> well, I can't remember if we've shared this uh, to our podcast listeners or not. But let me just, if you would, go with me back to March 2020. And I was flying every week. And I was going to all these different places speaking to big clients. So I was on my way. I was at the airport about to board a flight to get to Miami to speak at a Bank of America conference, okay? Like I was one of the big speakers. This is what we're doing. I happened to look down on my phone. I happened to check email and I saw a message that said, conference canceled, don't come. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm I'm in route, you know? Like, no, I'm, I've started the journey. And I thought, this is so crazy. Who cancels a conference the day before the conference like people are already coming and i just thought that is so bananas um who would do that what a colossal waste of money and so that was going through my head as then i had to make my way up to the delta counter to unwind this whole trip well imagine so i go home i finally get my bag back i go home we know what it's like having to retrieve your bag once you've sent it off at the airport it is not an easy process so i go home and then over the next week, that was at the very beginning of March, my entire book of business collapsed like dominoes. Because what was the first thing to be a shutdown? Oh, I don't know, live speaking and training <laughs> conferences, training classes. Super spreaders. <laughs> oh my God, right? Being in an airplane. So that was my business, Kyla. And it was like <clears throat> dominoes. So there was about a two-week period of just the oh shits, you know. But then once people, you know, kind of came out of this extreme fear, um, people started looking ahead and saying, hey, Ty, do you do any virtual speaking? Do you do any virtual training? And let me tell you, the number of virtual calls that I had had up until the pandemic, I could count on one hand. Had you done virtual training? I've never done virtual training. I've never done virtual speaking. I think I'd had a Skype interview with somebody one time. Like that, you know, that was the... Remember Skype, by the way? Talk about missed an opportunity. Hello, Zoom. Um, So no, I had done none of that. But then looking at, 
oh, crap, I don't think this little pandemic is going to be over by we're going to stop the spread by April or whatever it was, right? Um, no, I had to pivot and think, okay, do I want to continue bringing in income for my family and also spreading this message, right? So then I thought, well, what would it take to do virtual speaking or virtual delivery? You know, other people do this. My good friend Lisa Cummings does this. How does she do it? And then you start looking into, oh, well, I need a webcam. Okay, what does one of those look like? You know, so you don't end up with the bezel nostril cam, as I call it, from our friends at <laughs> Dell. Thank you. You know, we know all these engineers there. I'm like, please start putting the webcam in a better place. Um, so who knows how to do this? Do I need a microphone? Okay, well, let me go on to Amazon and start reading reviews. And you know what? Within about two weeks, I was able to say, yes, I do. Did I have everything perfectly planned out? No, um, but I figured it out and was the first one I did brilliant. I don't know, probably not. But you know what? Now it has opened up so much opportunity because now I'm able to reach clients, um, way more clients than I would have been able to before who maybe didn't have a travel budget or whatever. So it really turned out to be an opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's so powerful, I think, to, again, go back to some of those childhood moments and think about, you know, how did I have a mindset that allowed me to jump in the stock pond and just see what happens? <laughs> Get on the moped, just see what happens, right? Because you that was you. Yeah, that was you. Yeah. So you can go back to some of those early inclinations, again, right. that growth mindset, and really decide what you want to borrow from yourself. I love that so much. That you can use in the future. So we talked about borrowing things, kind of uh, what would you do if you were brave? You know, looking back, were you really interested? Were you a big learner as a kid? Were you watching other people and kind of following by example? Were you the kind of kid who just just had to get your hands in there and figure it out? You were some kind of kid because all kids are born curious. Um, society likes to stamp that out. But yeah. we're, we're giving you permission to go back and, and think about funny things that you did and things that worked out and things that didn't work out. Because there's whispers in those early oh. days, right? What no, we liked, what we, how we interacted with people. Yeah. If we wanted to be alone or with others, mm -hmm. if it was a combination, if we wanted to be on a stage, right. if we wanted to be behind the scenes, right. there, there are inclinations that are natural. Yeah. That you can look back on from your childhood and use them, continue to turn the page, take right. them and turn the page. That kind of reminds me, when I was a kid, they always sold these chemistry sets and the whole point was for you to mix the stuff together and see what happened. True. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole basis of like a scientific, you know, hypothesis and process is you you think you know what's going to happen and then you see what does happen. That's right. And it can be very informative. So we just want you to think about everything as a learning opportunity. And sometimes we learn what to do. And sometimes we just are able to say, well, I know that doesn't, you know, wasn't such a great idea. Coloring all the food purple. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, now you know now we know and it wasn't fatal by any stretch so let's recap the questions that we gave um on this episode okay and because we want you to not only learn and and hopefully be inspired by our topic but to apply it mm. because it is in the application right that you actually move ahead yes 
So what were our questions? So one of our <laughs> questions was, if you were to use some of those instincts that you had from your childhood, mm-hmm. what would they be? It what to Tyan's point, was it curiosity? What were the, was it invention? Right. What were some of those instincts? Mm-hmm. Another question was, what is the worst case scenario? I love this so much. And let's just pause on this one for a sec, because you can really think, again, what, what is the worst thing that can happen? And just like Kyla said, well, I need this much money and this much money and this much money. It's like, well, A, do you? You can challenge those assumptions and then think, okay, well, let's say I did need some money. Where could I get it? You know what? You probably have some stuff around you that you could sell. <laughs> and right. write it down. Write down a plan. Yeah. Don't just right. let it fester in your head right. because your brain will lie to you yeah. on a regular basis, right? Oh, so I always think about Dave Ramsey, you know, in yeah. his personal finance. One of the things he asks is, if you had a kid sick, what would you be willing to do? Oh, I love that Right? Question. And it sets your brain on fire. Yeah. You could ask the same thing in if you wanted to, yeah. you know, pivot your career, if you wanted to, um, you know, start your own business, whatever you wanted to right. do. If if that was life and death, yeah. what would you be willing to do? And your brain will just go to work on solving it. So for Kyla, it was, oh, the worst thing I could do would be to take some money out of my 401k. <laughs> okay. You know, or for me, the worst thing that could happen is I went back and got another job just like the one I had. Okay. So when you play it out like that, suddenly it seems like so much more doable than I am going to end up in a very unfortunate space. And I, I just want to do uh, make a, a quick call out. We know this is a, a privileged point of view, um, but the the people that we're mainly working with and that are listening are people that were in that space the same as us. Um, we do want to say we realize people's um, personal experiences all over the board. And so this is really just looking at what you do have. You know, do you have the support of your family? Could you get a loan if you needed to? Could you, gosh, one time I had to get it. This is back in my early 20s. I had to do a cash advance on, wait for it, a diner's club card. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought at the time that was a terrible thing to do. And I'm like, you know what? I did it. It got me through a period of time. And then I moved on down the road. And there are small business loans. There are grants. Right. I mean, there's the grant money available for female-owned small businesses is phenomenal and untapped by most women. Right. And the state of Texas has a historically underutilized business certification that I went through, and now I can put that on my website. They direct certain RFPs your way. And, you know, that was a thing I didn't know existed before. Absolutely. So when you, when you again, kind of try on that childhood lens that is curiosity and what would happen if I tried this, then your brain, again, goes to work and can capture that wonder and curiosity from, from our childhood. And that's what we want you to, you know, use everything you have already. So much magic is inside of you, just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. It was always there. It was always there. So tap into it and begin to turn the page. I love that so much. So we're going to close with our question of what is something that you have done recently that would have never happened in the the previous iteration of our lives. We want this to give you some ideas, help you dream. What would your life imagine look like? What would it include? What's something you've yeah. done recently, Tyan? 
Okay, this I just came back from this. If you following my LinkedIn, you might have seen some of these posts. I just got back from a week in Omaha, Nebraska. Now I know everyone settled down. You might not think that's that exciting, but actually downtown Omaha is super cute. Um, back from a week where I was attending the Gallup Strengths Conference. And the reason I was thinking about it for our little Easter egg here at the end is because A, I was able to go in a few days early because there were friends there that I haven't seen since before the pandemic and I wanted to hang out with them. And you know what? I could. <laughs> I, I sent my calendar now. You know, I can do that. And then also, this really didn't even hit me, Kyla, until you and I were talking, but I was able to be fully present fully present with the people I was with, with the content I was taking in and thinking about what did I want to do with this, as opposed to thinking, I better be checking my email the whole time I'm there. Or I better be texting, I better be multitasking or else it doesn't feel like a good spend of my time or I have to justify every single thing that I do. It just felt so nice to be present and also feel 0% guilty about anything that was happening while I was gone. So that was Love my that. big epiphany. And you you touch on what we talked about in our previous episode, which is you've created margin yes. space in yeah. your life Absolutely. where you can do that. Whereas before, I only have this many vacation days. I, I'm taking right. vacation time to go to a conference. To a professional development a conference. professional development that probably wouldn't have been paid for. Probably not the whole thing, or you would have had to pay for part of it or had to do a big business justification Probably not all of your expenses could have been, you know, sent in and, and all those things. So it just felt really nice um, because it was like it felt good. OK, what about you? I know you did something fun. I was thinking about so many parts of this uh, story that I would have never done before. So my niece came out and spent a week with my husband and I on our 25 acres on a lake we have an RV that we were living in uh, until our house was built. And so she got full reign of the RV. Of the tiny home. Of the tiny home. <laughs> and she had so much fun. And we and I, because I had margin in my life, yeah. I was able to do so many fun things with her during the Be week. Be the fun Aunt Kyla. Be the fun Aunt Kyla. And one of those is something I'd never done before, which was picking strawberries and sunflowers oh at a God. farm near us. I love that. Would have never been by a farm like that right. in my previous life. And then on a weekday, would have never had the margin to go and do that. They were warmed by the sun. We ate them right off the vine. Oh, my gosh. Saved some to make some jam. Again, the old Kyla would have never made jam. <laughs> You're like, Smuckers does just fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know, right? And look at you. You're out. You're having quality time with someone who's super important to you. And you're doing it on a weekday and feeling probably 0% guilty for anything. Absolutely. present with her. Yes, absolutely. Being present is, I think, probably one of the the biggest changes in both Ty and I's life. Yeah. Um, creating that margin really does help you be present for the moments that you Absolutely. fly by um, yeah. because of, again, the the sort of over-scheduling, overwhelm, over, right, the yeah. gap between natural state, acquired state, all the reasons why we believe there's road rage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Air rage. Air rage, road rage, all the things. Yeah. I mean, just back to the the Sunday nights, the Sunday scaries and all of that. So even if you are out with your family, you're not fully present because your brain is thinking, 
what Scud Missile came in over the weekend that I have to be prepared for. Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about uh, creating this idea of possibility, how to continue to evolve your brain for possibility, for growth mindset in a future episode. But for today, we hope that you will consider walking outside as some fresh grass is cut, taking yourself back to your own childhood. That smell always takes me right back to my childhood. Isn't it the best smell? In summer. Yeah. And thinking about what were some things that came naturally to me and how can I use some of that lens to consider my future? I love that. So we're giving people permission to fuck around and find out (laughs) in the most positive ways possible. Absolutely. Go fuck around and find out and tell us how it goes. I can't wait to hear your story. Take care, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 